If we're being real, I cannot wait for this discussion today. With that being said, let's get right into it. All right, I got a question for you. Did you watch the women's NCAA national championship? Like the rest of the world, no. <laughs> All right, fair. I didn't either. But did you hear about the official controversy that happened in the game? The only thing I've heard about is something about one girl was doing good, the other one wasn't. She was getting cocky, and then the other girl's team won. I don't even think she did better than her. That's literally it. And guess what? Don't know their names, don't know their teams, don't care. Continue. Fair enough, I guess. But why I wanted to bring it up is the fact that the officials, apparently, had about the worst officiated game in the history of sports. And that's saying something. We've seen tons of bad officiated games. I don't want to go into a whole bunch of details, but two players picked up their fourth foul on one play. The team that won, her coach actually made contact with an official. Nothing happened. There was a ton, apparently a ton of bad officiating, and people are genuinely wondering if the refs were trying to throw the game for LSU to win over Iowa. I've seen some pretty bad ref games, so you saying that this was possibly the worst refing game ever? That is really saying something. Now, with that being said, I want to bring up something I heard recently on an ESPN radio show. Somebody I love and have watched since I was a kid, Mike Greenberg, was talking about the pitch clock in the MLB after opening day. Somebody on his radio show said, I think that the pitch clock is putting the umps too much in control as to what's going on in the game. And his response was, he mentioned how an ump tossed out Real Muto for disrespecting the ump and all these things. And he said that it is actually a good thing for the sport. It's a good thing and that the MLB should want the umps to almost be like the referees in the WWE where they're almost a part of the whole thing. Hold on. That is the worst idea ever. Are you absolutely kidding me? I am not. At first he said, that was terrible. Shouldn't have done that. And then he said, after thought, he thinks it's a good thing and that the umps should be more like the refs in the WWE. And my thought was, where have the heck have we gone in this world? Since when did we say we want the umpires or the refs in, in football and in basketball to be more involved and to actually be a part of the game? Nobody. When the heck did this happen? Yeah, especially in baseball, they're literally arguing to have robot umpires at this point. Look, I like Mike Greenberg, but that is a terrible take. Are you kidding me? Nobody in the history of sports has ever said, you know what I liked? I liked when the ump or the ref got more involved in the game and changed the outcome of the game. No, that is a terrible take. I mean, let's look just recently within the last year of refs potentially deciding who's going to win the games and how upset some people got. Take the women's NCAA national championship we just talked about. How about the Super Bowl? There wasn't one holding call in the entire game but on the last play that gave the Chiefs the win, where the guy barely did anything, didn't impede the dude from running in the slightest, gets called for holding. Oh, by the way, if you look at the offensive line, one of the Chiefs' offensive linemen had his hands on one of the Eagles' defensive rushers. Guess what? That's hands to the face. Penalty should offset. You should have replayed the play. How about the AFC Championship? Do you guys remember how bad the calls were for the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl? People were freaking out. They were like, are you kidding me? I, I'd never seen some of the things that were called here. 
Did you guys watch the Elite Eight game between San Diego State and Creighton? How they were allowing a little bit more physical play than there was in the rest of the tournament. And then in the last possession of the game for San Diego State, you call a foul on Creighton to stop their chances of winning the game. Those are some major games where refs have put their imprint on the game and potentially changed the outcome. And we want to say in baseball, we want more umpire interference. Come on, get out of here. I mean, I'll throw another one at you just off the top of my head. Do you remember that match when John Cena faced Randy Orton when the referee jumped in the ring? Cost that, it's just insane, you know? No, this is stupid. We cannot make sports like the WWE. Get out of here with this nonsense. The umpires and refs are there to control the game to a certain extent and let the players play. And if there is something that the players do wrong that is against the rules... They are there to call them out on it. The fact that a lot of umpires and refs take their ego into it too completely changes their ability to call a fair game. You know, I'm actually glad you brought that up because like the WWE, where it's all rigged and written out, do you think that leagues and the refs or the umps are now rigging games for sports betting? I'd really like to say that umps and players have more integrity than that. But frankly, I think they do, and I think it goes beyond them too. I wouldn't be surprised if teams, or league officials for that matter, are the actual ones behind it. I'm not going as far as saying that at the beginning of the season they completely script everything like some people are saying, but I do think that there's a certain point where they're going to throw some favoritism out there because ultimately the world runs on money, these sports organizations run on money, and what's one amazing way to get more money? Look, I'm not saying they are or they aren't, but it is something to think about. I bet you Iowa was the favorite in the Women's National Championship. I bet you they had a lot more money down for them than LSU did. So if LSU wins a game, guess what? They're going to get more money. And two of the games that we talked about with the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship... They benefited one team. Hmm, slightly interesting, is it not? Look, we're not saying they are or they aren't, but it is interesting to think about. All of that being said, just to wrap this up, please, please, please do not have refs and umpires become more a part of the game because when they do affect the outcome of games, it is one of the worst feelings ever. It feels like you got ripped off from something. There is almost no worse feeling than watching a sports game for two or three hours, getting to the very end, the highest climax of the game, and it ends based on a ref or umpire decision. The Super Bowl felt like that. The second the flag was thrown, all energy left everywhere, and it was a terrible ending. All right, that got a little serious there, so let's get on to the next topic. Did you hear what Kevin Durant said the other day? Was this him actually saying it, or was it one of his 100 fake Twitter accounts? Well, it actually came from him, not one of his fake Twitter accounts. But he said that he doesn't care about legacy. What do you think about that? Well, at that point, what are you supposed to care about? Money? I mean, we all know NBA players care way too much about that. I mean, I feel like just like the NBA and just like life, you should care about your legacy and how people remember you. So one thing I want to say is I don't believe him for one second. This dude got caught having fake Twitter accounts arguing that he wasn't the issue on the Thunder, that he's one of the best players ever. Come on. If we're being real, this dude cares more about legacy than almost anybody in the NBA right now. The fact that he is taking time out of his day, creating fake Twitter accounts, getting in arguments under fake Twitter accounts. Come on. 
Yeah, the guy that argues with just random people through fake Twitter accounts on social media kind of screams like the guy that really cares what people think about you and then thus you would think about your legacy. Exactly. And now the second thing I want to bring up, if he actually truly doesn't care about legacy, good. Because in my opinion, your legacy isn't worth crap. You ruined the NBA for years when you went and joined the Warriors. And after that, the NBA hasn't been the same for me and probably tons of other fans. The NBA seems to have lost its enthusiasm for me. And for that reason, Kevin Durant will never get respect from me that he probably gets from some others and that he honestly should get because he is one of the best players ever. He is super skilled, but I honestly don't care. I think he ruined the NBA, and I think that should come into some consideration. I think we need to just start calling every show a hot take Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I get a little heated when it comes to Kevin Durant, but I don't think anyone could argue what he did changed the NBA, and it hasn't been the same since. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And now I think what he did is also empowering more players to have more control over over teams' fates. They get to decide where they want to go, who they want to team up with, and it's less of coaches and managers and owners' decisions on where players actually go. Huh. I mean, just look at the Nets. I wonder who could have been behind all of that. All right, before we keep going down this rabbit hole, Move on to the next topic. What else you got for me today? All right, all right. I'll calm down a little bit. Speaking of the Nets, though, what about the Mavericks move to get Kyrie Irving? What the heck happened? That team and their season has just gone down the drain. Anyone blaming Kyrie out there in this is just full of it because it's not his fault. The fault lies in the fact that they got rid of a bunch of key players they got rid of role players, and they got rid of defense. They don't have defense. What are they supposed to do? You add a person as talented as Kyrie, and you start losing games. This time, it doesn't have anything to do with Kyrie's on or off the court abilities. It solely relies in other players not being there and a lack of defense. Yep. I mean, last year, that team wasn't necessarily one of the best offensive teams. They didn't necessarily have the best skill but they made it to the Western Conference Championship because they tried and they played defense. And then this year, you go out and you get Christian Wood. Don't get me wrong. Christian Wood is a great scoring big man. But that being said, he can't play defense. You then go and you get Kyrie. I think that was a necessary move to put your team in championship contenders. But you got rid of all your defense. You have no defense. And look, there is some concern with Luka and is he mature enough? Does he want a second dude, or does he just want to do it on his own? That's all legitimate concerns, but let's don't go blaming Kyrie. If you're going to go blame anyone, I think you should look at the coach, Jason Kidd. He was coaching the Milwaukee Bucks, and once he got fired, that's when Giannis really exploded and became the MVP form and became the champion. And I don't think anybody's saying that the coach that the Bucks have now is all that good. So... One, you better keep Kyrie after this year. Otherwise, I think you are in an absolute terrible situation where you're probably going to lose Luka because he doesn't want to be there anymore. And two, you need to build an actual team around them, a team with defense. Imagine that. We haven't talked about the leagues and, and owners and teams not caring about it anymore. They just want offense because that gets more fans in the seats. But you need defense, and you need players that can spread the floor. If you can't get that, you have no hope for turning this team around. 
I honestly don't even know if they'll make the playoffs this year. Right now, it's not looking good. You are in a very bad situation where Kyrie could potentially walk at the end of this year unless you can convince him that the team is going to be good next year. And you're also in a situation where you may lose Luka. Watch out, Mavericks. You're in very dangerous territory. All right, let's get on to the next topic. I really want to take a second and talk about baseball again and the rules associated with baseball. Obviously, the rules have changed a ton this year. Something that's really bothering me is that they're trying to make pitching more uniform. They are taking the individuality out of it. The new rules state that you can take one step back and one step forward, and that's literally all you can do. So Luis Garcia, great pitcher on the Astros. He had his famous rock that everyone in the stands was doing. They always got behind him when he was doing this. He can't do that anymore because that's considered illegal. And I understand making pitchers like Caps delivery where he literally jumps off of the mound and is six feet closer to the plate when he delivers the ball, making that illegal. But having a guy stand on the mound and rock a little bit is not going to negatively impact the batter or change the game. I think custom windups are awesome. I think they should stay in the game and taking them out, I think, really diminishes the individuality of baseball. Yeah, it's interesting. I know uh, leagues like the NFL, they want to have more individuality. So it's interesting that baseball is trying to get rid of individuality by doing this. And look, I know they have the pitch clock now and that's affecting things. But as long as this dude gets the ball off in time, who cares? Let him go. Yeah, and batters all have different stances. They're not making those uniform. How many of you out there were literally little kids playing wiffle ball in your backyard and pretending to hit like David Ortiz or Gary Sheffield? Like that is what baseball is built on is mimicking people. How many kids nowadays were mimicking Luis Garcia's delivery? I think that's awesome in sports and it makes fans feel closer to the players. Getting rid of it is just really sad. I want to take a second and talk about something crazy that happened in baseball. Rendon has been suspended from the Angels after a physical confrontation with a fan. Essentially what happened is Rendon was in the dugout. Two guys came over to him. One guy kind of pushed the other guy down a little bit more towards Rendon. Rendon stuck his hand through the fence, essentially. That was a little bit netting. He stuck his hand through it. He grabbed the guy's shirt, pulled him in, started cussing at him, ended up letting him go. Tried to swipe pretty aggressively at his hat to knock it off. It wasn't a huge deal, but I understand why MLB does not want to stand for that. And and rightfully so, he's suspended. A lot of times we see the side of stuff where the fans are constantly barking at the players. This was a little bit of a bark back from Rendon. It was pretty interesting to see. I don't know that I necessarily liked it, but from the video that they showed, I don't think we got the whole story there. And it seemed like Rendon was kind of playing fake tough guy for a little bit. Yeah, players interacting with players and fights and stuff like that is fine. And honestly, I would like to see players get into more arguments and stuff. Like, I think we're getting a little too soft in sports like the NBA. There used to be fights, and I'm not saying we want fistfights on the court, but there used to be hatred between teams, and I want more of that. But you do not want that between players and fans. So, again, he should be suspended. I'm fine with that. The last thing we need is another Malice in the Palace. And obviously this isn't even 1% as bad as Malice in the Palace. Such a minor incident. Glad he was suspended. That's it for today. Remember to comment down below. Let us know your thoughts. Curious what you guys think about this. Remember to like, subscribe, share with your friends. Until next time, keep it real.